One of them is P. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Guess oh, which one? I know. Uh, yeah, that was. Oh, this is great. Raising Nashville. Raising Nashville. Raising Nashville. Welcome to this week's episode of Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juicebox. Oh, boy. And normally what I do is kind of preface episodes. This week, I'm not going to preface anything. I'm just going to go straight into the title of what we're covering today, and then we'll get into a few things that you guys might be interested in. So this week's title for our episode is called From a Slave to Sinatra... Raising Nashville podcast behind the whiskey on Jack Daniels. That's a long title, man. That is an extremely long title. All right, now hold on. I thought very hard on that title. You did. Now don't look at the paper and repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see if... I don't know if I can. Just close your eyes. Just close your eyes and do it. Uh, Because I had to have thought about this. So I'm going to (laughs) say, from a slave to Sinatra... Raising Nashville podcast behind the whiskey on Jack Daniels. Okay, all right. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like a VH1 behind the music. You get I, it? I mean, you obviously oh, get okay. it, right? No, I get it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, well, I was not getting it. It just sounded like a bunch of random words. That yeah, yeah. I think I think VH1s was like VH1 behind the music. Yeah. Sticks. So this week we are going to cover all things encompassing Jack Daniels because as Raising Nashville podcast, what we like to do is cover things that, you know, have to do with Nashville. And I would consider about an hour and a half south here of Nashville part of Nashville. And what makes Nashville special to Mm. me. No, no. (laughs) What makes it special to me are a couple of things. Alabama? No, not Alabama. What, what makes Nashville special to me are a few things. It's music, obviously, number one. Two, to me, it's whiskey. Then it falls like, you know, barbecue and... Uh, I think uh, chicken wings on... Uh, hot eat, chicken? Hot, eating chicken wings on the ground. Just randomly. That's <laughs> that, a Nashville thing. That's that a is. downtown Nashville thing. No, don't. I wouldn't even put it there. Uh, just random chicken bones on the ground is a Nashville thing. Good God. So <laughs> uh, what we want to do is a couple of things on this episode. I want to give you guys kind of a, a small, very, very brief history lesson on Jack Daniels for those of you that don't know that. Um, one, easily uh, accessible from Nashville is an hour and a half south is a little town called Lynchburg, Tennessee. Uh, you might have heard of it if you drink out there from Lynchburg Lemonade. They actually use the town name. Um, but it's a population of about 353 people, <laughs> and that is it. Uh, it's a tiny little town that has produced the world's number one selling whiskey for the last 100 years. And uh, it deserves some recognition. I think it got a little bit on the Super Bowl this last year where they did a commercial on Jack Daniels and the people that live there or live yep. in Lynchburg, right? It is a good so um, it basically encompasses this entire county in this town. 
Um, but for those of you who are Jack Daniels fans out there, you might know the black label, the square bottle, and the way it makes you feel, but you might not know the history because you haven't really dove into it. You just look at it as a brown liquor that makes you happy, right? Or sad or mad. Uh, but this story starts in the mid-1800s, about 1850. Jack Daniels is born. And the crazy thing behind that is that is not actually a fact. Nobody really knows when he was born um, because there's no record of it. You think he's a vampire? I don't. And I don't think this is going to turn into one of our conspiracy podcast okay. issues. Right. But he was born around the year 1850. He was one of 10 children born to Callaway Daniel and Lucinda Cook Daniel. But his mom died when he was very young and his dad remarries. And uh, Jack Daniel basically hates his stepmother, right? So uh, by the age of eight, he's asking to move out. I read that. What do you think the falling out was? His drinking? I- <laughs> at eight years old i i don't know it's a different time then man yeah just, just sipping on the jug just like good F lord you, you just have this imagination that jack daniel at eight years old is just <laughs> chugging whiskey that's the reason sorry. he can't get along with his stepmom so i read it i read too much into it all right so he was taken in at eight years old because he wanted out so bad by a local preacher and moonshine distiller named dan call um so dan is this kind of regionally uh, known moonshine distiller, uh, takes in Jack Daniels, and, and he's trying to teach him other things on the farm, like how to milk cows, how to you know build things and stuff like that. And Jack is just completely obsessed with this still in the back of the property. And Jesus, too, right? And, well, this is when he was eight years old. He's eight years old. No, I'm not shitting you. So he's learning and Dan call finally gives in and teaches him how to make moonshine, a little bit of moonshine, right? Um, <laughs> So he's letting him stand there with Dan calling his master distiller, um, whose name is Nathan Nearest Green. Do you guys mm-hmm. know who Nathan Nearest Green is? Uh, I know a little bit about him. Okay. Yeah. So there was a title of this episode, and Nathan Nearest Green was the slave of Dan Call, who taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. Uh, or Jack Daniel. Sorry, I'm going to get that wrong throughout this podcast. So what happens is his dad dies, right? And uh, he inherits... Jack Daniel's dad died. He inherited his father's estate. Dan Call uh, decided to stop making white whiskey for religious reasons. I mean, let's think about this. He was a preacher who made moonshine. Mm -hmm. So I later found out it was his wife who went to some other preacher's sermon that said alcohol is the devil who came back and said, Dan, no more whiskey making. Mm -hmm. So he either had to do that or get divorced and leave the church, right? So he picked a the woman in the church. So Jack Daniels takes this money who I think is kind of pushed by Dan call and buys his distillery that he was making and the rights to make the whiskey. Guess how old Jack was when he bought this distillery and the rights to make the whiskey. Nine, 18, <laughs> 13 years old. Wow. So you're telling me a 13 year old buys a distillery and starts making whiskey. It is accurate. And you're telling and you're telling me he wasn't drinking it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Actually, now I don't know. <laughs> so a bunch of people come on to kind of run the distillery while he grows up. Um <laughs> right through, he's there. through this. I mean, he knows what's going on. He's teaching them how to do it, but Nearest Green's really running this. So Nearest Green created this process of how the whiskey was to be made to make it a little bit sweeter. He starts teaching Jack Daniels the ropes, 
And, you know, eventually, probably I'd say 15 or 16, he takes off and starts really running the distillery. Now, in the mid-1800s, you got to think, we did a podcast on, what was it, what we allow our children to do that we couldn't do. (laughs) And we were only imagining what our parents had to do. And I think old boy made a comment that his dad was probably working at 12. Now, that makes sense because 100 years earlier, Jack Daniels was running a distillery at 13. Yeah, his own. I mean, yeah, his, his folks were gone, man. He was... (laughs) <laughs> i don't know man I, I still can't wrap my mind around that it's it's absolutely crazy so uh they start distilling and at the time and here's another crazy thing that most of you out there might not know but in the county just the county of tennessee that jack daniel just started this distillery in there were 15 other operating distilleries at that time so there were six there are only i think 36 total distilleries in the state of tennessee right now and there were like 16 in one county back then in the mid 1800s there's just not a lot to do back then no just i think yeah well and i think everybody was just doing small batches so it was like for the most part so that's one of the reasons why there were so many because i remember going on a tour of um up at buffalo trace uh up in kentucky and they like on the wall they have like a list of all these different like bourbon distilleries from like you know pre-civil war and there's just like hundreds of them hundreds and it's just like anybody that had a still was like their their own company there for a little while i think it no it blows you away back then there were there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of distilleries in Mm -hmm. tennessee um so uh jack daniels you know, if you if you fa- we're gonna fast forward a little bit because he that was the most amazing part of his story, That's crazy. right? So yeah. he gets up to about the age of fifty, and um, at that point, they you know experience a surge in popularity. Uh, they win gold medal for the finest whiskey at the St. Louis World's Fair, which is a big big deal and kind of really put him on the map. So what year is that? Nineteen oh four. Okay. So nineteen oh seven, three years later, uh, Jack Daniels has some failing health problems and decided to retire and left his distillery to his two nephews. Let's now back, let's back up. Let's talk about those failing health problems. He did have failing health problems. Leaves his uh, distillery to his two nephews because he didn't have any children. Right. Uh, he had Jack Daniel's dick. <laughs> that is a term, although I think it starts with whiskey. Man, you start drinking whiskey at age eight. He probably never had a shot, man. That and... Uh... <laughs> Um, so he he leaves the distillery to his two nephews. Uh, one's not worth mentioning. The other one is. His name is Lim Motlow, um, because a lot of people in Tennessee have heard of Motlow State Community College, or things are referring to Motlow, and it all goes back to kind of the second owner of Jack Daniel's Distillery. So Jack Daniel's did have failing health problems, and I think old boy knows why. Uh, yeah, okay, so what I read was apparently um, he was trying to get something out of his safe. Is that right? Absolutely right. So um, he, th- he knows what's going to open it, his foot, and he kicks it and breaks his toe and dies from the injury eventually. <laughs> like, I think it, it leads to his death. That is absolutely true. Now, so, I have a question. Hold on. He Let me back up. He comes in one morning because he needs some money. He is notorious for forgetting the code to his safe, and he got so frustrated that he kicked the safe, broke his foot, and it led to an infection that led to his death. Wow, I awesome. wonder if I wonder if he I wonder if he just didn't know numbers. You know, what do you mean? 
Well, I can't imagine he went to school. So I, I wonder if he just had like <laughs> no, you know, like looking at the looking at the safe. He's like, oh, these fucking things. What are symbols? They? These symbols. What are they? <laughs> and he just uh, and he lost it. I would say somebody who owns a distillery in nineteen early nineteen hundreds knows numbers. Hey, I don't know. Now I have a question. Do you think alcohol was involved in, involved in that decision to kick the safe? Absolutely. Yeah, there, I think so there's too. no way. I, it's I not. think so too. Right? And it happened early in the morning. So um, maybe so your theory about the eight year old is right. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, so uh, let's fast forward a little bit. Lim Motlow takes control of the distillery. Then we all know what happens in the early 1900s, the what I call dark period for many things, but this was the dark period for drinking, which was prohibition. Um, 13 years of hell. I don't know what else you want to call it, but national prohibition lasted 13 years. Now, here's the catch and caveat. The state of Tennessee, prohibition lasted 29 years, exactly yes. double what national prohibition was. We were the first state to enact it in 1909 due to a gunfight down on Broadway. We can get into that in a whole different podcast, but uh, the exact moment Prohibition started was in Nashville, Tennessee, which is cool um, to have a recognition. Maybe not that cool, but cool. Yeah, I wouldn't Um, tell other states that. So Prohibition (laughs) lasted uh, nationally from 1920 to 1933. In Tennessee, it lasted until 1939. At this time, they moved all of their facilities outside the state. Kept making whiskey. They didn't make it well, so they did not ever sell that whiskey. Um, Come back 1940, we moved back into Tennessee. And then 1956, uh, they sell Jack Daniels to the company Brown Foreman out of Louisville, Kentucky. And then uh, 1972, it was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Now, if you ever get a chance to go down to Lynchburg, Tennessee, it's only an hour and a half away from here. Uh, it's what I consider, and I've been to a lot of distilleries, both bourbon and whiskey. I consider it like the Disneyland of distilleries. It's an entire town where everybody in it and is either working for or with the distillery. So every gift shop, every gas station, every you know eatery down there is all centered around this distillery, which takes over this county. It's a beautiful place. It's a great tour. If you ever get a chance to go down there, I would highly suggest it. Um, they have a couple of different tour options that from the most elevated where you can taste the Sinatra brand select all the way down to a dry county tour, which I don't know why you'd want to do this, but it's uh, touring a distillery without drinking. And that's why they call it the dry county tour. Hmm. They don't offer anything to drink. Yeah. N- nothing at all. Actually. Nothing at all. Maybe, not a even little, ma- maybe a little bit of water. Uh, really? Maybe, maybe not. A- maybe water mix or something. Maybe no. a citrus fruit. <laughs> We're about to get into that. Okay, I'm just ahead of the game. Yeah, so for everybody out there who doesn't know, because we haven't brought it up yet, Lynchburg is a dry county, and that's worth bringing up. Uh, The number one, you know, whiskey seller in the world makes its whiskey in a county where you cannot purchase whiskey um, or any type of alcohol. And it's always been like that. And that's, uh, it's a pretty unique thing that they have going on there. You can buy bottles at the Jack Daniels Distillery, but they cannot be anything that's mass produced. So they're all one-off products that they're making at the time, single barrels, things like that. Mm -hmm. You can buy that. And that's the way they get around the Tennessee state law. Um, But other than that, that's it. Hmm. So with a little bit of history of Jack Daniels, I want to give you guys some fun facts and then we're going to do something really fun for you guys uh, where it's going to be the first time ever that you're going to hear a raising Nashville podcast. that's actually interactive where we're going to ask (laughs) you to pause 
and grab a few items and then join us uh, in some things that we're going to do here so you can play along at home. Um, but here's some here's some fun facts about Jack Daniels. I'm going to run through these real quick because people might want to know. Why is it called Old Number 7? Do you know? Um, educated guest says uh, it was the seventh attempt. It was the seventh uh, recipe that made it. That's a very good guess. Um, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> You're just going to give up. Um, so a couple of uh, myths out there is that old number seven stems from, actually, the true story is actually buried with Jack Daniels. So nobody knows. But here are the three top guesses. Who's in it, that fucking safe? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a rumor out there that Jack Daniels had seven girlfriends. Um, if you ever visit his grave in the Lynchburg City Cemetery in Lynchburg, Tennessee, you'll notice that there are uh, a few different benches out outside his gravestone, and it's for his many visiting girlfriends. And that's what they say to people. So if you ever get a chance to find that cemetery, go find it. You'll see all those the seats for all the ladies. So em- Empty seats. Yeah, it, well... People right. are taking pictures in them. But for the seven girlfriends, also, um, there was a lost whiskey barrel, apparently for seven years, and he found it after seven years and used the exact recipe that went into that whiskey barrel. So I, I like your seventh recipe idea. Hmm. Um, and others think it is the DSP number seven, which is a uh, number that they give you when you open a distillery in the state of Tennessee. Um, so originally they were, I think, number five. And then when they restructured counties they turned into number seven so i say that it is the number one whiskey seller in the world uh almost four billion uh they make almost four billion dollars worth of whiskey every year uh 200 million bottles of jack are sold per year Uh, is that all jack or just like the black label no that's all jack okay so 200 million bottles of jack per year they employ 461 people which is almost 75 people more than the town uh, has residing there, which is crazy. Um, and then they make 2,340 barrels a day um, of product. So that's a lot of storage. They have almost $100 million in rickhouses, which are warehouses that store barrels mm. in Lynchburg, Tennessee. So uh, I don't know. If you wanted to rob mm. them, it would be very heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine. Is that a dad joke? There have been 213 songs written about Jack Daniels. 144 artists have cited him, and his name is on over 100 albums uh, in all genres of music of all time. It is pretty iconic, I know. Yeah, mm. I mean, it is. It's it's the number one. I mean, it's like the number one selling bourbon in the world is Jim Beam. Um, but you have those major brands that everybody knows, you know. And yep. that's it. I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, drunk people on a Friday night in a nowhere town, you know, th- they drink Jack and Coke. Jack and Coke. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, true. You've got the probably, I don't know, rich people drinking Sinatra and smoking cigars. Maybe not rich, but, you know, whatever. Is it true? And so if you're having trouble getting the whiskey out, if you turn it upside down and hit your palm against the number seven, that it'll come out faster? <laughs> will definitely I, I, come out faster. I just I didn't know. I, I'd always heard that as a kid. All right, so we've done some history and fun facts. Uh, hope you learned a little bit of something about Jack Daniels. At this time, we're going to start the interactive experience here at Raising Nashville Podcast. What we're going to do for you guys 
And feel free to pause before or after you hear this, probably after because you need to gather a few things. But uh, Juicebox and I and uh, Old Boy are going to do a, a tasting uh, here right with you on this podcast. Uh, we're going to taste four different types of Jack Daniels. And because none of us, I don't think, drink this brand. Is that correct? No, I'm a Four Roses person. I always like that's my go-to. Sure. So I don't ever really mess with Jack. Yeah, not since high school. Yeah. So yeah. this will be an experience. So a lot of people out there don't drink it, but a lot of people do, and we don't necessarily drink it. So we decided to get four different kinds of Jack Daniels to see if any of them would sway our decision on you know moving forward in what we're drinking. And what we're doing today is an original Jack Black, old number seven. Uh, we're gonna do a Jack. Daniels Green Label. Uh, we're going to do a single barrel select Jack Daniels, and we're going to do a single barrel select rye Jack Daniels, which, for those of you out there, is the first new recipe that they've introduced to the Jack Daniels brand in 131 years. And um, that was a big deal when they released that a few years ago. So we're going to do that. Um, also, there, there's this rumor out there, and I am going to completely debunk this, but there's this rumor out there that uh, you receive something at the end of your Jack Daniels tour besides a tasting. And you actually go through the tour, and you go through the tasting, and an old boy thinks you receive something a little extra and a little special. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you get lemonade. Which is inaccurate in every single way. I believe I've taken the tour, and I believe I was too young to drink anything, so they gave me some lemonade. So that makes a little more sense. When you were telling me this earlier, it made it sound like you went there three years ago, and like <laughs> you were at the end of the tour, and they just like handed you this little cup of lemonade on the way out the door. No, no, no. I was a kid. Um, yeah, my dad took me, but I, I, I remember it. They give lemonade out. So we've done something special for Old Boy today, and since uh, Juicebox and I are going to be doing this blind taste test Jack Daniels sampling, uh, Juicebox has actually prepared a sampling of lemonade for Old Boy. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah, we're going to go with... Blindfolded? Well, no, it'll be a blind taste test, but you don't have to be blindfolded. Um <laughs> We're gonna go. Like, we're like gonna it. go with the classic fresh squeezed lemonade, squeezed from lemons. We're gonna go with the uh, from the can lemonade concentrate. Mm. My favorite. We're <laughs> gonna go with a Publix lemonade in a bottle to see what they're dealing with. And then, last but not least, we're gonna go with the hard to find apparently lemonade Gatorade. Oh well, <laughs> you'll probably get that one. But I, I think I'm going to ace this. All right. So if you guys out there want to pause your uh, your radio dial and, you know, g gather a few things of whiskey and some lemonade. Unless you can you're play on the way to work. That's what yeah. I listen to podcasts on the way to work. Unless you're unless you're on your way to work. <laughs> unless you're on your way to work. You <laughs> then just pull over to the closest liquor store. Yeah. And do it along in the parking lot. Oh. All right. Without further ado, let's get started on uh, this. I don't even know what to call this. Uh, a blind taste test. A blind taste test. So we have little bitty solo cups uh, labeled one through four. Again, Jack Black, Jack Green Label, uh, Single Barrel Select, and Single Barrel Select Rye. Uh, we're going to try to guess which ones are which. And then uh, Old Boy actually has four different types of lemonade here. Right. And I'm, I'm my first guess is uh, none of them are pink lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, obviously because you can see. 
Unless, unless you peed in one, like like <laughs> like juice box was, I hope joking earlier. Surprise! One of these are pee. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now we're playing lemonade roulette. Play along at home. I'm, All right. I've been this nervous a long time. <laughs> I can't wait to find right, out. Let's let's get this started because like the ang- anticipation is killing me. You can't just hold that cup very much longer. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So we're gonna try cup number one. All three of us. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that's not a good reaction. Uh, no. Here, here, you want some lemonade? <laughs> Did you get that chest hug? <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to take the whole shot. Just taste okay. it. I, I, now I know. <laughs> okay. My, <laughs> my first reaction from cup number one from the Jack Daniels side of this tasting is it's not Jack Black. I think it's a little bit better. Yeah, I agree with that. It was smooth at first, but then I took a little bit too much. You <sighs> drank that like we were about to go out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I mean, this is my one night a week. All right. Oh, boy. What lemonade did you have? Hold on. Hold on. It was either fresh squeezed Publix brand out of the frozen can or Gatorade lemonade. I'm going to say fresh squeezed. Okay. Fresh squeezed is number one for you. I I think. For me, I'm going to go. I'm going to go single barrel. I'm going to say green label. Ah, You might be right on that. I'm saying green on the first on number one. All right. Let's go with number two. That's not bad either. All right, I made a mistake. That's fresh squeezed. <laughs> You're taking it back? It's uh, pulpy. I, Did you say the first one was fresh squeezed? I, I went that way first. Second one was fresh squeezed. All right. Okay. What if they're all fresh squeezed? So then what's the first one? Publix, I guess. You thought the, this fir- second you thought ju- the first one was fresh squeezed? At first, at I first, thought. But now you think the second one is fresh. Squeezed. Now I think the second okay. one's fresh. Okay. Squeezed. I think this is um, rye. I was going to say that too. There's something way too smooth about it. So that's two. All right, let's go with three. Because I can't wait for the big <sighs> Sorry, reveal. Sorry, I'm still drinking two. <laughs> you don't have to drink all of it. I just a taste. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think Juice Box oh. almost threw up there. Oh. That, that was, was a lot stronger than I thought it was going to be. I feel like that's I don't single, know. I think that's single barrel. I think three is single barrel. Okay. Uh, you, I, oh boy, I, I, I don't know. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I really, all right, well, I, you're on your third lemonade. I have no clue. <laughs> I think I'm drunk. <laughs> Wait a minute. So you don't know what kind of lemonade? Two that of is? them had pulp in it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm. I, I think I'm being. Uh, I think I'm being. What was that one like? What was number three like for you? See, the first one was watered down. Second was real tart. And I was like, all right, this has got to be the fresh squeeze, right? Sure. The third one was watered down again and pulpy. So I was like, (laughs) ah. Well, I wonder what the fourth's going to be. I'm guessing Gatorade. Probably (laughs) pee. Yeah, yeah, it's not pee. It hadn't been pee yet. (laughs) Somebody's pee is sweet. All right, let's draw the fourth one. Oh, like that's, that's Jack. Black. Yeah, that's Jack Black. Yeah, yeah without a I doubt. Feel like that. Yes. Ooh, that I, I know that taste. The other yeah. taste had a little bit of something to it. This one's sweeter than any of the other ones. You think? Yeah. I thought two was sweet. Um, I'm gonna go back to that real quick, but that four is definitely Jack Black. All right. I think mine is the canned soda this time. The fourth one. Canned soda was not one of the. Uh, <laughs> Fuck. Publix. <laughs> Whatever the sugariest one okay. is. It's you, not. You think that one's Publix? Okay, yep, what is four? That's what I'm saying, Publix. All right, give me your order. 
we've got nice fancy envelopes here um, that contain the answers. So I need okay. answers one through four. All right, right. What and about I'm choices? Read them I, don't back th- to you. I don't think I got any. Um, I don't think there's any Gatorade. And I think two of them, maybe three of them, were all uh, hand squeezed. Wait a minute. No, Say no. that again. And the, and the fourth it, one. You had all four. I had all four. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm. <laughs> that's why I'm so. That's why I'm so excited about. <laughs> All right, shoot me, man. I don't know. I'm completely... All right, you had fresh squeezed. You right, had fresh out of the was... frozen can. Oh, out yep. of the frozen can. Okay. Then yeah. you had Publix lemonade that comes in a bottle, and then you had Gatorade lemonade. All right, I don't think I had Gatorade um, at all. Okay. Very last is frozen. Yeah. Uh, Gatorade is the first one, and fresh squeezed is the second one, and Publix is the third one. I think that's right. Wait a minute. Is that your answer? Yep. Okay, number one, Gatorade lemonade. All right, I feel, I love it because you're like, I think that's fresh squeeze. Yeah, <laughs> yes. We can go back on a clip of this podcast. You go, that's the fresh squeeze lemonade. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. It was, I th- it was like real, it was real watered down. I was like, man, it's uh, all right, go, all right, shoot. All right, number two, fresh squeezed. You got that right. Right. Number three was the frozen canned Gatorade. Uh, I got it and wrong. What then. you thought was the store bought, and then number four is the store bought. So you just had, you were one off. I had uh, those two. I had them, we'll give you I those, but we won't give you back the commentary you made while drinking. It's them. all right. Uh, all right. So nervous. hold on before you open that. What is our? My answer was. Uh, I said that single barrel select one rye two green three. Jack four. Okay, so I just I said um, green label was first, and then um, the same thing except our ones and threes are yeah, one and three is switched. All right, right. we'll find out who is accurate here. Ooh, number one, single barrel rye. (laughs) Neither one of us got that. Number two, green label. Neither one of us got that. No, but that's number three, single barrel select. I think we either thought I that was single that. barrel or we thought it Yeah, you said that. I yeah. said that, and then we both got the number four was Black Label. Black Label is the easiest. Now, what was your surprise? And I'll ask both of you this. What was your surprise that you would go back to? Uh, uh, green, green Label, for sure. Sorry. I think so, too. Um, I think that was the one where we both thought it was right. It was very smooth. It had a lot of flavors to it, and uh, we didn't expect it to be a Green Label Jack Daniels. Mm. What about your lemonade? Uh, I was surprised I didn't recognize Gatorade lemonade because I, I typically drink a lot of it after a night of drinking a lot of Jack Daniels. <laughs> so I'm. Do you think I'm you're going to be okay to drive home? I hope. Yep. You All know, right. I don't know. My wife's going to be pissed. Yeah. So that was fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think we realized. Maybe there is something to Jack Daniels, depending on the type of uh, brand that you're buying. Um, and I think I would, you know, I'd drink that again. I guess. Oh, uh, Gentleman Jack has always been pretty good. I've never, I've never knocked it. Sure. Yeah. No, I think it's just like it's just like with Jim Beam. Like Jim Beam regular white label is trash. This uh, black label Jack Daniels is kind of trash. But yeah. some of these other stuff is pretty good. That single barrel, though, man, that was harsh. I agree. I don't, I don't know. I kind of like that. I didn't take as much in as you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> Physically. I, didn't, I didn't take that much either, man. It was just like, it's such a, it's so powerful. Like, it's, sip on it again, man. It's a. Yeah, we'll do, I mean, we'll do that. And we'll continue sipping. Well, I mean, we <sighs> hope you really. <laughs> <sighs> we 
We hope you enjoyed uh, kind of our our journey through Jack Daniels today. Um, It's kind of been fun. Um, It's been fun for us to do the history and kind of do another Tennessee slash Nashville related episode for you guys. Um, We hope you get to Nashville soon and you take that trek down to Jack Daniels. Um, there's a couple of companies in Nashville, if you're visiting, uh, that can actually get you down there. Um, I, I have to, I, I would be remiss to plug one of my favorite companies in Nashville that does all spirits related tourism, and that's Mint Julep Experiences. Feel free to look them up at mintjuleptours.com. They run the Jack Daniels six days a week, and it's an incredible experience. Awesome TripAdvisor reviews. Go out there, go on their website, and check them out if you're coming to Nashville. Um, with that being said, I'm going to do our, this week's updates. And this is something we've been doing the last few weeks. Uh, we're actually giving you guys updates on things we got wrong from previous podcasts, (laughs) uh, from our resident fact checker, Charlie. Yep. Fact checker, Charlie. And Uh, fact checker, Charlie texts us every day, every Monday after he's listened to the episode, and he at tells like us seven thirty in the morning. Too. Oh yeah, You're like <laughs> yeah, just he, to... he's listening early and he's telling us what we did wrong. So this is this is how we fucked up the Pokemon episode, <laughs> and he he texts us and says no Pokemons, uh, and uh, basically he's referencing it. My comment about it being briefly one of the highest grossing movies of all time, completely not true, not uh, at all. I read it somewhere. I should probably check better references. So I don't think it's even in the top 100 movies of all time. And you said that it held the record for the highest grossing movie ever. Yeah, briefly. For briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. briefly. Yeah, and and what's funny is like I like I get I get Charlie's message. I'm like, really? Fuck. So I go and I start trying to find the website I found it from. I cannot find it. It's like some pokey pokey me, you know, Wikipedia offshoot so he also corrected me on i said that in problem child all i remembered was this huge steaming pile of dog shit and he texted me and said no that's not true either that was from problem child too oh so so <laughs> that's I mean, not as bad i mean our memories are good they're just not you know polished. things just kind of blend together yeah, they do like mm-hmm. I, problem child in one and two might as well have been the same damn movie i mean it was the john one Ritter of them had like a, a little sister Right, problem child problem two, child two when the girl came in. But I thought I thought she was at the end of problem child one, and I bet fact checker Charlie is going to let me know now, later on today. Fact fact checker <laughs> Charlie, right. fact checker Charlie, I got a question. Can you answer this? All right, in problem child one, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the lady that is uh, all right. John Ritter's like hot half stepmom that's dating his like old dad. Yeah. Is also the same actress that's the love interest in Problem Child Two. I think it's the same actress, and in real life, I think John Ritter marries that lady. So that's like the ultimate stepmom fantasy. Yeah, I could, I could be pulling that out of my ass, man. But I'm, I think, I think I'm right. I remember who you're talking about, redheaded. Right, it looks yeah, like yeah. the uh, the real life version of Jessica Rabbit. Right, she's the antagonist, and or maybe she's John Ritter's wife in the first. Uh, anyway. uh, <laughs> quit drinking Jack Daniels. <laughs> it's so harsh. The test is over, but it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we're gonna go back to the well and take down the rest of this, so we're not wasting anything. Uh, we hope you guys really enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll be back next week with another one. Party on.
we hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you don't have children, have one. Have one. Catch up. Yeah. We want you to know what we go through. Yeah. The fear. Drinking again and thinking of when, when you loved me. I'm having a few and wishing that you were here Making the rounds Accepting a round From strangers